0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the...
0: Welcome to Postcast. Jazz did lose tonight, 111 11 on a game that had 60, oh no, excuse me, 104 free throws. Uh, 53 for each side, so you can't complain about the officiating. Uh, really, the end of the game was a uh, good preview to what the Salt Lake Stars are going to bring. So let's move to the front of the game here on Locked on Jazz uh, to, with Ron Boone to get an analysis of this. We do this after every single game for you, by the way. Uh, Ron and I give you the... Radio team post game show. So on your drive home, we'll try to upload it as quickly as you can so you can subscribe to Lockdown Jazz and get it. Or when you get home, you can tune in, or shortly after game's over, just go grab it. So it's there for you each and every night. Ron, uh, let's go to early. The Jazz blow this game open up. They're, they lead 46 to 16. They actually end up losing the game, but they, they completely dominate uh, the game early. What impressed you the most early?
1: Well, early in the ball game, you could tell the execution was there. Uh, you could tell that they were. Uh, Rudy was having a good night, so they tried to make sure they got into basketball. Rudy has made a tremendous improvement from what we've seen so far here in preseason. We'll see what happens here when you start playing some better teams and, and some better uh, coach teams for the most part, and, and we'll see what happens there. But you know, r- right now, Rudy's impressing, I think, everyone.
0: Let's really dig in on Rudy here for a second because Quinn Snyder had some interesting comments in our broadcast about what Rudy has done and how he's changed to be able to have this many offensive opportunities.
1: And, and those uh, uh, opportunities are, are he's setting some pretty good screens now. I like the spacing for the most part because he's been able to catch the basketball uh, it would, and then he can decide on what he's doing. And then... I've seen so far that he has been catching a few balls in traffic, something that he has really had a problem with and being able to hold on to the ball. Has he gotten stronger? We'll just have to wait and see, because you remember last year there was lots of deflections. Once he caught the ball, he was getting stripped. So we'll see what happens there. But what, what Quinn is, I think is impressed with is that Rudy has learned to set good screens and, 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 Get to the right spot to receive the basketball. He,
0: he talked about trusting his teammates, trusting his route, setting the pick, and then trusting his teammates that they would get him the ball. So, what do you think he was doing before compared to now? That was a lack of trust.
1: You know, that I'm having a problem with what kind of trust uh, Quinn is talking about there, because you know, Rudy, I, I thought is always roll to the basket, uh, trusting his teammates that he's going to get him the basketball. Is is maybe he just means that you know, if I get them a spots like I'm supposed to, then I'll get it. Uh, or not trying to uh, do his own thing out there. And maybe that's what Quinn is talking about.
0: Well, Rudy really could change this team a great deal if he can become not an offensive force in the sense that you're going to him with the basketball, you're running plays for him. But one of the most undervalued things in this league is the ability of having guys at the cup, putting pressure on the rim. And, you know, we talk about spacing so much, and we think about spacing out. But if you can put pressure on the rim with a roller or someone like Rudy, that's doing the same thing of spacing. That's making someone guard that area as much as making guard the outside.
1: Yeah. And and it works the other way as well. You know, Rudy's presence out there on the floor, whether it's offense or defense, is going to be felt, I think with every team that they go against. And it's going to be a huge advantage there for the jazz. If, if he, if, if he's improving enough to, uh, to, to, to make things like that happen. Uh, What's really impressive here is that the way he's scoring, you know, they're not calling plays for him or anything, but he's, he's rolling, getting some high percentage shots, and, and he's, he's getting to the free throw line because he's been able to catch the basketball. And, and the key here is that, and I think you mentioned it during the broadcast, if he can become a 63, 64% free throw shooter, then. It won't be one of those, you know. If he's going to the basket, we need to foul him and put him on the free throw line. You know, he, his confidence is definitely getting better from the free throw line, but uh, and he's going to have a lot of opportunities. It looks like this year,
0: eleven of fifteen from the free throw line uh, tonight for Rudy. Part two of the broad ball game was the the main guys kind of all sat. Uh, in the second half, Joe Johnson, Dante, Ex- uh, excuse me, George Hill, and Boris Diaw all sat, and that meant that Dante Exum really had to take a very aggressive role in the game. He finished with 18 points, which is more points than he scored in any game his rookie year. He never scored more than 15 in a game his rookie year. What did you see from Dante tonight?
1: His movement uh, it, and, and getting to the basket. Uh, you talked about his inability to finish as a rookie. It looks like he's worked on that a little bit. He was using both hands. Uh, Still a little confused. I'm not confused, but a little concerned with the confidence he has shooting the basketball. He very rarely shoots off the dribble. Everything, every jump shot that he gets, whether it's a 3 or a 15-footer, he's got to be facing the basket catching. I think that there's some improvement on the offense is going to be able to catch and shoot the basketball. So
0: the positive, Dante, is right now he seems to be able to get wherever he wants to get to with the basketball. The weaknesses are twofold. One, that sometimes when he gets in the paint, it's not clear where that pass is going. Does that get fixed with that that specific one? Well, Does that get fixed with more time? The guy has played four basketball games in two years.
1: Well, it gets fixed with time, but it also gets fixed with coaches telling him to stop taking chances with those. those. Some of those passes are it's iffy. You know, those are like 20, 20, 80, or whether that pass is going to get through there or not. And just make the simple play. Uh, you don't have to make fancy plays or anything like that. I mean, there's times when when you have to make pa- passes like that. But you can make the game a lot simpler by just getting the basketball to the guys.
0: His shooting tonight. He made some shots. He also threw up two air balls. He really seems like he needs an awful lot of time to get a shot off.
1: Well, you know, again, as you just mentioned, he didn't play at all last year. And, and. Uh, all the jump shots that he was taking was standstill, flat-foot jump shots. And, and those are usually, uh, you know, shots that are uncontested. But the fact that he couldn't get off the ground because of the, the, the knee, you know, that changes his shot as well. So it, it, as much as the Jazz or any team in the NBA, as much shooting as they, as they, uh, as they do in practice and before games, he'll get better. Mm-hmm.
0: All right. Final things as they uh, we look at the box score tonight. If you're, you know, grab the box score tonight in the final box. Uh, two other players will kind of probably jump out. Do you have any impression on Joel Ballenboy? Uh, if you watched, if you see the box score, line, he at 12.7 rebounds and Marcus Page ended up with nine points, three assists. Either of those two show you anything tonight? Well,
1: <laughs> not really. Uh, you know, that's uh, Ballenboy. I, I think if, if have had to pick between the two, I think he's shown us that he can play in the NBA. He has good size, he has good rebounding ability uh, and again, coming out of college, he probably just needs to learn how to play the game, be a little smarter out there on the floor. That was not a very good foul there at the end of the basketball game. that gave the Phoenix, Phoenix Suns a chance, a chance to win, but uh, he'll get better. Uh, I think both of those guys get better. Maybe there's a future at, at, at this level for them, but we'll just have to wait and see.
0: I think Ballenboy has shown all the skills of why the Jazz drafted him, why they guaranteed him a contract. I think it's I think it's clear what the Jazz see. Now, how that materializes and what that becomes is completely unclear. You know, it's just mud, It's a piece of putty, but it's a really nice piece of putty.
1: Well, Ballenboy... You know, they watched him in college, I'm sure. You know, I mean, he's just right up the road. So they probably saw a lot of basketball games, didn't have to watch a lot of film of him because they could go watch him in in, in person. Um, I'm watching practice, I'm looking at his stats and the, and the points that he averaged a game. He was able to shoot, knock down three-point shots in college. If uh, see if I remember correctly, 36% he shot from the three-point line. And, and so... Uh, you know, he'll get his shot. And, 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 and I thought the Jazz made the right move by giving him some, uh, the kind of money that they gave him and guaranteeing him so, so he can show some improvement.
0: Story of the night was really Rudy Gobert. He was a dominating force both offensively and defensively. I mentioned this last time when we talked at a Phoenix postcast. I think he's aware of any time he plays against somebody who was drafted ahead of him. Alex Len was the fifth pick of that draft, and Rudy Gobert was the twenty seventh. He schooled Alex Len at halftime of that game. Alex Len had two points and no field goals, and Rudy was torching him. Uh, at that point, Rudy had 17-8 and eight at that point of the game. Then Alex Leonard, the D-League MVP, with his play in the uh, third and fourth quarter of this game. Uh, and, you know, the other one that is a large uh, decision that still has to be made coming up here is whether how much, you know, where the Jazz go with an extension. So Rudy is probably playing with a little bit of a, a focus here to try to show what he can do and how he's developing uh, with a lot of fire right now so that everyone understands that Uh and I'm pretty certain the Jazz know that, and they're planning to have Rudy with them for a long period of time. That can happen in two different ways, and we'll see which way uh, it happens over time. So the Jazz win it. All right, the Jazz lose it, but they won it. Like, the Jazz real team won, and the Jazz Salt Lake Stars team lost late. And uh, it was a really nice dunk by Archie Goodwin, and we got home, and there was 100-plus free throws. Have a great night. That is postcast. Two more preseason games before we open it up. Uh, on... Hope you enjoyed this one. David Locke along with Ron Boone on Postcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network on Locked On Jazz.